Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Friends, it's season six, episode 17. That's the penultimate episode of our season. This is making me nervous because it means next episode is our final episode of season six. So it has to be special. You mean the finale? The finale, yes. The finale indeed, but the penultimate episode is a very fun to say and b i think the marker of true quality i think our second to last episodes are always okay thanks for giving me that bone there as long as this one's decent yeah the last one whatever 618 can fuck itself yeah (laughs) right quick um you want to just dive into what happened last week dude we had a great Saturday watching UFC London. Dude, we did have a great Saturday watching UFC London. Uh, the UFC went to London for the first time since the pandemic. I think if we flashed back <laughs> or went back two years to right before, because they always do it uh, in March, right? Around St. Patrick's Day, right. which is weird, whatever. that They're doing things in England uh, around St. Patrick's Day. And literally not one Irish fighter on this card. Literally not one fucking Irish fighter on this card. It's okay. Uh, but they had to cancel. That was the big thing where they were like, fuck, we have to cancel in 2020 <laughs> because they were actually psychotic enough to consider even doing it right. when it was like still the beginning of this whole mess, you know? Uh, but they came back with avengers and the crowd was ready the crowd was fucking awesome freaking damn near every english fighter on the card (laughs) won in spectacular fashion too and the crowd was just like amazing they were it's like it's it was like the dublin like (laughs) uh well the best card or at least the most winning international card is that what we're saying well that's in your top three notes Uh, so i was trying to point you to shut the fuck up all right so patty the batty one yeah but this is like bigger picture conversation I'm why sorry. are we doing this why is, are we doing i guess things no again? i guess this is why we do need video because you all missed my eye roll yeah i think there was two eye rolls why are things and what happened last week in the top three when it's all it's it happens because every fucking week you're blabbing on and on about how great it is it is certainly worthy of a top three spot all right well then we'll get back to it <laughs> patty the bad baddie <laughs> Meatball <Daddy>. Mally, <laughs> Arnold Allen, and Tom Aspinall all won. Fuck you, MMA Twitter. We're pulling up that segment to what happened last week segment because people were just talking shit about Patty and Molly. But what were they saying? They were saying things like they're not really that good. Molly was so cringeworthy after she won. Like they're overrated. They're fighting cans. Like they're making the UFC fucking awful. It's like, dude, you guys on Twitter just fucking find shit to complain about. And that's why I love the fuck you Twitter segment, MMA Twitter segment, because your whole fucking shtick is to just be miserable and i hope you enjoy your miserable life you fucking cocksucker and neither patty or molly were like title shot next we're like fucking number one they were just happy for their win the most exciting thing about any fighter's career is the come up right will never ever ever be as exciting as he was during his come up because he had the best come up of all time and had crowds like this and reactions like they do to every win so that's that ick 
I have a note here that Bruce Buffer's blazer was coming in hot. It was amazing. I don't remember. I can't describe it off my memory, but I will post it on Buffer's blazers and then repost it on holding hands and throwing fists. It was floral silver mix. It was cool. Silver blazers seem to be in in right now, and I'm finding it really hard for me not to buy one. Uh Uh-oh. Thinking about it. Uh, We have a little uh, episode of He's Known for That. Starting with the originator, he's known for that. Raymond's definitely not listening, but if he was, he'd remember that Gunny Nelson was known for taking backs and doing damage, and that's exactly what he did. He came back after a layoff for two years because he wrestled with the mountain from Game of Thrones and suffered really bad injuries just from the size discrepancy. What a stupid head. Pretty fucking stupid. Pretty bro (laughs) thing to do, but Gunny Nelson was OG, and he won in an OG way. Also, since we're still stuck on what happened last week, this guy, uh, Gable Stevenson, he's like one of the all-time best heavyweight wrestlers in NCAA ever. He also won the gold medal. We saw him win the gold medal last year oh! over the summer with like two seconds left. Remember, he took the guys back and, well, and I don't remember that whatever. Much. He won. The, he was down by points and he won. And we watched it live because I was jumping up and down. I was like, oh my God, he fucking did it. Literally at buzzer beating gold medal fucking championship Wowee. he had what i guess they called like uh what do you call it like a um a, 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 a f- goodbye tour kind of where he d- went to the ncaa for his senior year after winning the gold medal and beat the fuck out of everybody because no one is on his level but i want to show you this because this is something that but wait he's that young and he's retiring he's well he's retiring from yeah, from college wrestling because he's graduating and he's not going to do international wrestling anymore because okay. he already won his gold medal oh. and he, he's going to sign a deal actually with the WWE. Interesting. Yeah. Good for him. He's cool. making his money okay. and, he, and, he th- and I think during that time when he's joining the uh, WWE, the, the conversations are that he's going to try to learn striking and see if he wants to do Ooh. MMA. But uh, for those of you who may or may not know, uh, in the UFC and in MMA in general, when people retire, they took this uh, tradition from wrestling where they take off their gloves and they leave them in the center of the octagon. We've seen that happen a few times, although I can't remember off the top of my head. Usually when people take off their gloves, I'm like, no, don't do it. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes they lose and then they, they take it off as like a sign of like maybe, maybe not. But it came from wrestling and that's like a legit tradition in wrestling where you take off your shoes and you leave them on the mat. Aww. So here, look at him, babe. Uh, the college wrestling championships were over the uh, weekend and this is him actually taking off his shoes to a full uh, arena wow and it's pretty uh it's quite emotional it's quite emotional and impactful i think so it is kudos to you gable stevenson and uh congratulations on a great career i think i got one more thing this is like the longest what happened last week but we had a good fucking last week uh casey lyden who is a uh famous mma producer and he's been in the scene for a long time producing podcasts and video content and his wife is uh esther lynn who's the goat she's the greatest of all time for sure in mma photography uh she pride and ufc events and doing all this stuff he is i think a couple years older than us or around our age and he decided after all these years of training and being around the sport that he wanted to do an amateur fight so he did an amateur fight this weekend and he won that's awesome uh did you listen to him on ariel no i didn't listen to i him. listened to it up until the point when he actually like got rocked apparently in the first round uh. and then i had to stop it because i went to work this morning so i'm gonna listen Boo. to the rest but it was pretty good <laughs> uh so yeah that's what happened last week cool um let's talk about what's happening this week 
apparently, you know, I didn't see it. George saw this. Someone on MMA Twitter said that on paper, this week's UFC card was one of the worst cards in UFC history. And then, of course, comments began arguing to the contrary immediately. And there actually a lot of interesting fights on this card again for free this weekend on ESPN plus um, but George thinks if anything the order of the card is all fucked up so listen to like these people you've heard us talk about and we like will be excited to watch Neil Magny Mark Diakese, Jennifer Maya is fighting someone and Jennifer Maya like people are talking about getting a title shot next if she wins this. Oh. Um we also have Alir Latifi we have Matt Brown. We have Asker Askaroff. You might remember us from a couple of seasons ago talking about him because he's um, mostly deaf in one ear. Oh or, yeah. Um, so that's all just interesting to me and he's fighting Kai Kara France Joanne Wood formerly Joanne Calderwood is fighting Alexa Grasso and Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins is the main event um, and it's a heavyweight fight like I don't know I, I don't see anything shitty about that card I will say there's a lot of prelim fights that I don't know any of the names but um since we like checking out early, George actually thinks it would be awesome if the UFC put on all scrubby fights towards the end of the night and the best fights early on because he thinks the the order of this card is actually fucked up, yeah, which I, I mean, think I can agree with. We're fans of JoJo Wood, but like she doesn't have the most exciting fights and she's the co-main event, you know? And, and she's he, on like a losing streak. Yeah, and like the main event, Blades versus Dawkins, like it could be cool, but like, I don't know, man. I'd rather see fucking Kai Kaur France. I'd right. rather see, uh, who else have we got over Matt there? Matt Brown, go you could there. give it to him against Brian Barberina. Yeah, How fun is that's that? fun. Go down, go down, go down. That's it uh, for whatever. the main card. But like Neil happen. Magny deserves to be on the main card. And he's like super on the early prelims. Yeah, so. What Bellator used to do because of the schedule and they didn't know what the times were like, they would have the best fight like second to last and then they would fill up the back. Uh, they would either add like two on the end or three at the end, you know. I think we did that actually that we saw uh, Naaman Gracie. Actually, that's what we did. I think we saw Naaman Gracie at MSG Bellator years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we get to these top three that I already talked about now? Yeah. Prepare yourselves, everyone. It's going to be repetitive. Okay. So it was the first fight this weekend, this Saturday, uh, live in England. And the O2 Arena was fucking packed. I kept saying when it was happening, and I think the MMA media followed suit with my lead. It was the <laughs> best card, or at least the most winning card for an international card, uh, maybe ever, and definitely up with the runnings. Um, what came to mind immediately for me was like Dublin when Connor won when he was on the come up, and it was yeah, like even Andreas was like, guys. "How long ago was that? When was that? Yeah, it's like a long seven years ago. Time I think. ago, I think seven years ago. Uh, there's also one where um, GSP fought in." Uh, Canada. <laughs> um, so that was pretty amazing. There's also another big one that happened in Brazil, and they're all like in the early 100s, like 124, 129, things like that. Uh, and then Australia also was a really crazy one, too. Although I don't think there was as many Australian fighters. Yeah, but the fact that it was like all this energy and just people getting fucking hammered. The card itself was great. Um, Patty the Batty won. 
as uh, we already mentioned. Uh, how did he win? He actually got rocked again and then took the guys back and choked them out. Uh, but he had, of course, like his whole thing is his swagger and how cool he is, even though he's also like very awkward and weird. Super but he's awkward. from the city. But man, you, you guys got to check out Patty the Batty's like interviews and stuff. He's just always positive and 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 uh about his city and and he's very much i heard him give a super detailed thing about what happened with him with instagram so he's been banned from instagram multiple times and he's like losing money from sponsors from it and and uh he's not able to raise money for the charities that he's a part of and stuff but the thing that bothers him the most that he's mentioned is he's like he he really champions himself on being like a part of like the mental health community and like better mental health and he chats with people daily on instagram and like he said that he's received messages multiple times from people that are like man i don't know if i would be here if it wasn't for you because you know you've kind of you bring me joy and just like your support is like even amazing so most recently he was working with this fucking poor little child who's like three years old and has like inoperable brain tumors and like is trying to help as much as possible and these people in the comments were talking shit and he fucking was like you're the scum of the earth you're the not even the fucking shit beneath my fucking shoe instagram didn't fucking uh, sanction or whatever the fuck you call it the people who did the initial comments but they shut down his Instagram so he said in the thing that before the fight where he's like if 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 I ever get my Instagram back and I find out from these people and I don't fucking hear back from these people meaning like that they fucking took their lives or like they fell off the wagon or whatever and like disappeared he's like that's on you Instagram that's on fucking you and he pointed to them and then after his fight, he actually called out M- Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and he's like, you're the biggest bully on the planet. I'm just trying to raise money for charity and, and spread awareness about mental health. He's like, and he lost money and he didn't even mention that. You know, he, he didn't have the opportunity to fucking do sponsorship shit during the week of like his biggest fight ever. Right. So, Patty, you're the fucking man. Uh, also, just awesome for the... Uh, man, I don't know how many times I keep forgetting this because Nick is Liverpool supporter, right? Right. Oh, maybe he's actually listening for once. He is not. He's definitely not. <laughs> Andre is telling. All of a sudden. <laughs> we're almost at 100 episodes and now he's going to fucking come here and be like, listen to me bullshit about... You know about- what? I have some really great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fucking rewrite our whole shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, go Liverpool, I guess. And uh, last thing too, uh, that Dana White was like so fucking excited and so blown away, I guess because he's been having all these fights for the past two years with like limited attendance and whatever. And it was the first time that they did something that exciting and that big. He fucking blew out his voice and he did his post-fight scrum that he normally does. And he was just like clearly like super happy and proud and stuff and he's like i don't give a shit what happens with the schedule the rest of the year we're coming back here again before the year's over even though they're not planned to do it and all this talk about fighter pay and this doesn't solve the problem at all but usually they give like uh submission of the night fight of the night and knockout of the night bonuses for fifty thousand dollars well there were nine finishes that that fight that evening and he gave uh all nine finishers a bonus that's freaking awesome so it doesn't fix the fighter pay problem but still something nice and i think it's like a good thing to start like he did it this time maybe now he'll be a little bit more free with his fifty thousand dollar bonuses since he was so willing to to give them out 
in England. Seriously, how could you be a fucking hater on MMA Twitter, dude? Like, you saw people do technically amazing things. Is it the top of the top of the top of the top? No. But who's but saying it is? It's so still the UFC, though. So it's mad. the UFC. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing that technical brilliant stuff, stuff, and it's just entertaining. If you don't fucking like it, fuck off. Right. And because we keep talking about England, 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 um, which we should since most of the fights fighters were English, top number two in our top three is just um, mentioning the Welsh fighters again because one fighter Jack Shore went to decision and I actually can't remember round three but everyone everyone some people are saying that round three could be like round of the year like that's how crazy it was because I don't remember that Jack Shore's fight went into round three pretty clearly like one and one and then round three was like crazy and Jack Shore did win the decision and he kept his record so now he's 16 and 0 which is incredible that's incredible another Welsh fighter is Paul Craig who I think I'm obsessed with I think I think you are too I think I'm obsessed with him I liked him and you've heard us talk about him previously just like mentioning him and I kind of liked him because he was Welsh but he's just such a nice guy and he has very beautiful eyes and dark hair so that that works for me and he like does the whole kilt wearing fights like he's a warrior thing he paints his face blue for like weigh-ins and face off and he's almost 35 and he had initially said you know his plans were to return to retire by 35 but now this is his fifth win in a row and he's like yeah i'm just gonna keep riding this wave (laughs) so that is awesome i am excited to see more paul craig so before i get to point number three on the top three of the week i think there's two things that i want to share one uh of course a reoccurring segment always george slept through that but this was (laughs) really funny yeah because i slept through both paul craig and fucking jack shore's fights but what's funny about it is that it happened at like one in the afternoon (laughs) but because i went out to dinner and drinks with the boys the night before i was fucking a mess and i crashed in the afternoon he like moved a little bit at the end of the paul craig fight and i was like babe you just missed such a fucking good i'm gonna watch both of those and it's only one round so everyone else um if you have less than three (laughs) minutes you should definitely um google or look for the paul craig nikita krylov fight (laughs) it's like and the other thing i want to say before i get to point three is like it took holding hands and throwing fists for us to realize i never knew this until now but that like our kind of semi i don't want to say crushes because whatever but like our kind of crushes that we're obsessed with really do like the other person i'm like okay i like i kind of like laura sanko a little bit (laughs) laura you don't look unlike laura sanko (laughs) i don't look unlike the balding bearded Paul Craig or <laughs> Brett Akamoto. You look more like Brett Akamoto. I do because Brett Akamoto's fucking scrawny. And- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're not a heavyweight. Yeah, oh no, yeah. excuse me, light heavyweight. <laughs> is is Paul Craig a light heavyweight? Yeah. Oh, he's got good jujitsu for a light heavyweight. Yeah, which is he's known for that. He's known for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, point number three, because uh, we just like to suggest things that, and and really, I think people, some of our friends and listeners, have been taking our suggestions suggestions and listening to stuff so uh 
thank you for doing that and i hope you enjoy it and i think uh, we like finding stuff that's worth recommending uh conor mcgregor so conor mcgregor has this thing that he started a couple years ago called the mac life which is like a media it's basically a youtube channel and like Mm -hmm. instagram and all that stuff and he has this guy named oscar willis who i think is an english guy who's basically at all the events he has all the access that conor mcgregor does yeah but this guy (laughs) started a a thing on the channel called pub talk where he uh started off with just dan hooker who fought and unfortunately lost this weekend and that was a good use of unfortunately because i really is sad that he fucking lost and i I, hate that i was wanted to bring it up when you said arnold allen won but whatever uh, whatever man dan hooker we love you yeah i guess so somehow <laughs> yeah we, we've grown to yeah we're going like to love you. so <laughs> oscar willis finally had like episode whatever six or seven of pub talk and it's conor mcgregor in conor mcgregor's pub now i've been on the record and i'm still saying it i'm not a fan of conor mcgregor anymore i'm fucking over him the only fight that's for him is jake paul and now people are starting to say that is fucking gonna happen i've Go been saying that shit tape, for months you've been at months since season five at least. seasons at where I'm least. like he's gonna fight him there's no other fight for him to fight but that being said it was nice actually seeing Connor sit down at a bar not drinking because he was training mm-hmm. and sitting with Oscar Willis who was talking and ha- uh, who was drinking and having Connor talk about some stuff and seeming relatively normal and talking about how he couldn't get into or he was trying to get into that uh pub which is now called the black forge inn which is his place and his business model for it that was actually really interesting, interesting. because you know i do like connor as a businessman now almost more than a fighter or personality kind of a little bit at least when he was talking about the pub and it's it's worth checking out if i could sum it up is he's basically like this is the thing that i've spent the least money investing in although i did invest a lot of money but like relative to my yeah. other ventures and we didn't want it to be a money maker and now it's actually becoming super profitable because i want to show that irish cuisine which i've been on for a while because of Mm -hmm. you is actually fucking banging because it's all it is all farm to table because that's where their supply (laughs) chain is in ireland and he's uh he basically kind of hinted that his next venture is going to be the stout that they created for black forge in i think it's going to go the proper proper 12 route and i think that's actually probably better because proper 12 isn't really that great for irish whiskey i don't like that he kept saying fuck the jameson brothers and i don't think he could say fuck arthur guinness because people will that's fucking stupid. murder him yeah but Wait, i think that there's market share for him to go in where and, and can take. you watch the pub talk you, you could just google youtube, youtube or, okay uh youtube conor mcgregor pub talk and okay. it's definitely gonna come up um i was complaining to melissa about this at work because last week was saint patrick's day and somebody was playing irish music in the office for us which was fun and you know appropriate and then we were talking about conor mcgregor and one of my co-workers was trying to tell me about conor and how what kind of fighter he is and it took everything in my heart and soul to to shut the fuck up oh my god and let him mansplain to me oh my god connor and i had to immediately complain to melissa so i didn't like lose my what was he saying oh he's just like a really good fighter but he's a businessman now i'm like uh, Name one person he fought. You yeah, fuck. Yeah. One. You fuck. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. PTI rundown. Okay. Masvidal and Covington got into a physical altercation at a Miami restaurant called Poppy Steak. Awesome name for a restaurant. <laughs> Apparently, Masvidal cracked. Uh, Masvidal cracked Covington's tooth out and is now arrested 
for uh, felony battery. Stop it. Good. It needed to happen. I'm sorry. It yeah. needed to happen, and I hope Masvidal doesn't actually get in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it, uh, they said that he was screaming. That's what you get for talking about my kids. So good. good. Uh, keeping on theme, Chael Sonnen is now announced faces 11 charges for battery after the December incident that we talked about. I think this season, in which these drunk assholes accosted his wife in a hotel and he beat the shit out of all of them. Worth it. Great. <laughs> Uh, going into tennis in our PTI rundown, I found out Nadal lost uh, the finals at uh, at Indian Wells. Thoughts on that? No. <laughs> Someone asked me. They're like, "Oh yeah, the tennis thing," but it was after I went to the christening. We went to the christening on Sunday, and I was a little slow Monday morning. So I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, Ninety Day Fiance recap. I didn't even get this from anyone else. I got this from a primary source. I follow Soldier Boy <gasps> on Instagram. No and way. he posted videos on IG that he's gotten married. And let me tell you what, it was not to Kimbali. Married? I, it looked like a wedding. It looked like an uh, African wedding. What did the woman look like? She was gorgeous and not like Kimbali. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> uh, Mike looks like he's leaving Jimena. Let's hope so. Dude. We we put this out last episode. We spoke about Mike, like whenever we did. If you know anyone in the New York area, a nice lady, mid thirties, just just let us know and we'll pass it along to yeah. Mike. She just got to be looking for love that's and it. and and like be a family girl. Okay, uh, that's all we got for today. Same time next week, knuckleheads. <laughs> You gonna wave the Canadian flag? Oh yeah, wave. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was brought to you by our new favorite podcast, Light on Air, hosted by our friend Katya. Check it out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts.